1: Some people call it Wednesday. Some
2: some people do, DK. You know yeah. what we
1: call it? What's that?
2: Hump Day. Look <laughs> at it on the front end of it. We I've been slacking. I, I will admit that. I must admit that. DK been slacking with with the uh, announcement of which day it is. Man, I'm yeah. glad you guys have held me accountable to that. Mm -hmm. Numerous people have, DK. How are you today, man?
1: I'm I'm awesome. Here we go, everybody. Here we go.
2: We we ready? Uh Yeah. All right, let me pull this up real quick.
1: Okay, today's episode of the Ramon Foster Show, starring Ramon, Over there, 11-year NFL guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacovich of DK Pittsburgh Sports in downtown Pittsburgh. Today's show is going to be this. Watch this. It's going to be a snap to it or snap (laughs) back to it episode because we've all drifted off so far from the course of the 2023 NFL season for the Steelers. Those two games sucked so much. Yeah, they did. Out of so many that you can almost get the sense like so are we going to talk about the draft now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no draft talk, man. None right now, DK. And yet here we are with four,
1: count them four, really pivotal games. Yeah, they are. Okay. The football team as we speak remains over 500 remains not only in contention for a playoff spot they're in a playoff spot yeah they are so
2: how do we do this moan how do we get back you, you how we get back is this therapy is what we're doing right now not even that type of therapy dk i think we all including myself i i, I told my wife the other day uh yesterday i was just like Man, the Steelers lost. That sucks. You know, like the weekend was complete. I had an exciting game I covered on Monday night. And I was just like, man, it would have been a whole lot better had the Steelers won this weekend. But they didn't. And they lost in prime time on Thursday night. But how we get back, DK, is this reminding ourselves that we are the long version of this. You ready? Mm -hmm. Fanatics. Okay. We're fans. I am. I can admit that now, although I look at the team differently and, of course, playing for the Steelers. We're all fanatics. We're crazy. We're maniacs. Fanatics, maniacs, uh, whatever you want to call us, right, DK? We're that. And how we got... How we straight so far is because, one, we want to see this team win, but football toys at your emotional strengths like no other sport. It's only one a week. And for us, we had two bad losses within four days. I think that's what got... like imagine where we'd be in the conversation we'd be having had they beat the Patriots. And then of course it was the Patriots too. I won't lie here in Nashville and in Pittsburgh. I hate the Patriots. There is no other way to frame it, DK. And I think it was a little bit of that. The team that was a roadblock, at least on the AFC side in that mid 2010s era, right. That you felt like stopped you each and every time you had a very solid team. You couldn't beat the Patriots. Hey, Jesse James still called it right that's the thing dk um afc championship um game that we played against them and and just the three and ten resonated i think with everybody even if coach tomlin ain't your cup of tea um that little black cloud right there of that record kind of hangs over that's why dk and we get we have to wait 10 days to actually see a game
1: and yet there aren't there isn't time to wait for this team there isn't there isn't a pause button that you hit, much less a stop no. button on a season. and I, I see a whole lot of uh, reaction from from people that's still focused back on those last couple of losses in that five day span. Daniel Pike puts it, probably sums this up the best. He says, it disgusts <laughs> me that if we had won one. Or both of those games, how much better of a situation we could be in. Moan, what can you do about those two games right now? Nothing. Play Not the a next damn four. Damn thing. You can play the next four. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so very much in the past. And unless somebody like decides after the fact that either the Cardinals or the Patriots have to forfeit, which is a little <laughs> unlikely, those games are over. Unless we get another spy gate, (laughs) those performances, yeah, even that didn't work. (laughs) Those performances are over, there's nothing that they can do about it. Yeah, Uh, I'm as guilty, and I'm not playing like I'm I'm, I'm different than anybody else here. I'm as guilty as anybody of this. I've started focusing in on different things about Mike Tomlin's future, the stuff that Jay Glazer talked about, and whatever else. And at the same time, they still have four football games left. You can look at them as pivotal in any any way you want to. You can say, well, they're pivotal to make the playoffs because we believe in our boys. Or you can say that they're pivotal in the sense of the future of the franchise, but they're really significant.
2: They are, and three of the four are on the road, too. Oh,
1: yeah. Three of the four are against teams with winning records. Colts have a winning record. The Bengals are a game over five hundred, and the Ravens obviously lead the division. Uh, and for that matter, the Seahawks don't exactly stink. They're,
2: they're six and seven. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. They got a very valid quarterback and a nice defense and some playmakers on that side of the ball. Heck, DK, the way we got to look at this is the way they lost it to these very putrid teams that Arizona and um, friggin' the Patriots, we can't overlook anybody in the issues that they have, whether good, bad, or indifferent, right, DK? Mm-hmm. They got to show up and prove themselves weekend and week out. And, and truthfully, I think that may be the better take of all things that, that that they can learn from for this team. It ain't the quarterback play. To me, it's, it's not Coach Tomlin's coaching. Is It's not who's calling the plays offensively or who's healthy defensively. It, I, if they took anything from this, it is y'all can't continue to just walk out here and think you just going to make people lay down and you're going to win games. If, if that's not a slap in the face, DK, because here's the thing. The players hold responsibility just as much as Coach Tom. I've seen coaches coach up guys specifically, exactly, very detailed DK. I'm talking about down to a T. We get on them as the players. The player understands it, write notes down, and you know what they do when they get to the game, DK? Crap the bed. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay so as, as, as much as we had we had a tomlin episode yesterday as much as we gonna blame him i have seen idiotic players do stupid stuff and not compete the way they're supposed to and that sometimes doesn't fall on the coach this ain't no make excuse for coach tomlin but we also expect players to be professionals we expect them to play at a very high rate and we expect them to play what they weigh too meaning if you're a high dollar guy or a high draft picker heck you're the top 1% anyway. There is a certain expectation that goes along with that too, DK. So the fact that they lost to Arizona and the Patriots, who are well below 500, I hope the biggest lesson, again, is that they can't just walk out there no more. Nobody is scared of you anymore. Oh, no. That's what Minko was talking about. You're not
1: good just because you put the uniform on.
2: No, man. <laughs> so, uh, again, blames on Coach T, yeah. But you also got to call those players out too. It, it, it's very important to do that.
1: Yeah, it's 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 way more of a mix than I think people would like to believe. It's so oh. much easier to just circle a name or a face somewhere in the mix and say that guy right there, he's the problem.
2: No, no. Every, everybody needs somebody to blame. DK, I know. I yeah. look for it too. I know. I look for somebody to blame. And mom was like, "Was it me?" Heck, I'll even take the blame for some stuff. And and I think that's the other thing, too, DK. We hadn't really had nobody. And maybe it's because the word they had. is so fragile. Like, this is a fragile team, not in the sense of soft, but like in the sense of like who can actually step up and be that guy? Like nobody's willing to fall on the sword, too. We had bad games, man. Hey, that's on the O line. Hey, that's on Ben. Hey, defense, we gotta be better than that. Nobody's really so when's the last time you heard that too, DK? What's that? like that, that loss was on us. Like no players saying, Hey, that loss is on me. I feel like the way you expect that to be the case, it's all, like you said, trying to find no, somebody and that that's somebody's the coach that everybody's pointing to.
1: That's fair. I, I think other than, I mean, Mason Cole has been really demonstrative when he says, Hey, I blew it. I made a mistake. I, but there hasn't been a ton of that yeah, uh, in, in the room. And you know, well, here's one guy who does it all the time. That's TJ Watt. He'll he'll be the first one to say, Hey, I needed to no matter what happens, he can have uh-huh. like nine sacks in a game and he'll be like, Man, if I had that tenth one, we could have made a difference here. <laughs> you know
2: what I'm saying? That's true too. That's true. Uh, it's just been a long lag, DK. That's what it is.
1: Yeah. Uh this is we have a couple of really good hey moan questions. So on that note, we I think do. we're just gonna skip ahead here because that, that's where the you guys are telling us you've got stuff for for Ramon, that's where we're going to go. All Let's do
2: it then, DK. Let me hydrate right. myself then while we're at it.
1: Let's do that. Let's All do right. it. For Let's...
2: the only segment, by the way, that matters. And that's always Ramon, hey DK. At DK Pittsburgh
1: Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts check live Fox scores, track the latest stats, chat it up with our community of thousands of fans all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports, coverage that connects. Uh, A handful of you are asking uh, the results of yesterday's show in which we were uh, collecting uh, donations for Mm -hmm. the Tornado Relief Fund in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'll turn it over to Moan here in a second. Uh, But to the best of our ability to tabulate, it's a little different because we had had it coming in from three different directions. And then (laughs) even then, some of you found different routes (laughs) to approach us. So there isn't a... A big magical number here. Our our belief is that this figure will approach four thousand dollars, which is
2: unbelievable. Definitely, I was I was floored by it. Uh, I think we tabulated before the show ended. I think we put it in the comments. Over thirty-one hundred here on the live
1: show. Yeah, thirty-one hundred, and then some others. Yeah, that's what she's saying here, and then some others came in and. put stuff in comments of the show mm-hmm. after it was after it had already been recorded. Um, I also had people, I have one, a Twitter DM for a hundred dollars. Um, and then we also put in a link to so that you could send directly to Ramon's radio station in mm-hmm. Nashville, a link that they have. We don't have that number at all. No, know. So you would have that at your station.
2: And I'll I'll be reaching out. I had the day off today. I was dog tired. I took the morning (laughs) off today. I needed my boss was like, you need another day, too? I was like, no, I'll just take one just to get some rest. But uh, I'll get all that from my promotions and sales tomorrow and let them know where it's coming from. So there can be recognition from you guys from Pittsburgh, because if y'all didn't know, there was a Pittsburgh Nashville beef, too, that you really didn't really know like that but we come together in times of tragedy and uh i'll be sure that we get credit for that as they know uh where it came from tomorrow so that'll be that'll be big time for us thank you guys again um the city's working most people are getting their power back on right now uh but again as dk said yesterday and we both talked about christmas is coming up holiday season it's cold it's actually cold here in tennessee now um, and people lost their houses in displace So So um, much appreciate you guys. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. If it, you know, we have obviously no control of what happens with the fund and everything else here, but let's, let's presume that people are good and they'll, they'll, they'll do right by it and it'll make a difference.
2: Oh yeah, they no. should. Absolutely. That's if not the- what we. We find them because we have a very specific set of skills, D.K., and I got a baseball bat, and you have the rope. Okay, we'll take care of of you. No, you're not (laughs) answering. You're you're ready to play AFC North (laughs) ball. (laughs) 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 We can handicap somebody if you want to, D.K., if they don't use this correctly.
1: Guys, listen, we're going to take a whole bunch of moans here. uh, In the interim, if you're here and you're watching it, we got 500 of you right now. Like and subscribe. like and subscribe doesn't cost anything like and subscribe that spreads the show to other fans Uh, it makes a difference it's not a vanity gesture or something like that it makes a big big difference toward how many people uh, get the opportunity to see the show and we will get started right off the bat here with slap murphy who says does anyone really believe that the steelers could win a playoff game on the road over the chiefs
2: Dolphins, Jaguars, or Bills. Does anyone believe that? I saw the Titans beat the Miami Dolphins at their place on Monday night. Down 14
1: points, three, <laughs> less than three <laughs> minutes to go, and Ramon on the sideline rubbing his eyes going, what the hell am I watching here?
2: Other than any <laughs> game I played in, AFC championship game, we had to come back in that one. That's probably my greatest comeback that we've had. We've had a lot of great comebacks, though. Let me not say that, but that one sticks out the most. Watching that game as a fan that somebody's covering, probably one of the best games I've ever witnesses, witnessed. But when it comes down to Kansas City, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, I think, is they got you at home. I feel like you can get them. But here's the thing that I don't trust in this matchup is the quarterback play, though. That, to me, I think is the biggest red flag that we have going up uh, almost against anybody. Like, that stability bothers me a little bit. Now, that's just me being candid, DK.
1: Oh, you're not alone here,
2: as you can oh. see on the screen. Okay. I didn't even see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, those teams have quarterback play. Uh, those teams have a Will Levis, <laughs> and the Steelers don't. Now, Levis has heart is taking a little bit too far for me because your your implication there is that like yeah, yeah. any Pickett or Mitch Trubisky don't have, have heart. Uh Steelers freak, of course, has to throw in the obligatory 1970s reference because all references related to football must be made to the 1970s. How about like like a gun like Patrick Mahomes, Brett R. You know, you, know or you could even go to the 80s, which is okay. Not- I'll go
2: Dante Culpepper.
1: Dan Marino, Dan Marino. But everything's always got to be to the 70s. Why, why do we do that? We skip right past four other decades and go right to the 70s.
2: Yeah, I know. It's funny. Oh, this is good from Mike, man. He ain't even got a last name. Real quick. Hold up real quick, DK. Yeah, Save yeah. that one. Mike Damn. went, when you asked the question, see if us went in. N-O-P-E. No, <laughs> That's some effort. That, that is some work. effort.
1: Oh, my God. That was absolutely... Work. Bruce says that the Steelers are a Timex watch in a digital league. Well, there's a lot of that going around too. It is. Is that they're they're out of they're out of time? And uh, Jeff Rossi comes in with me. How many Steelers fans does it take to change a light bulb? None, because they just sit around and talk about how good the old bulb was. It's yeah, so yeah. true. We never even make references to the 80s. Everything goes. We skip past all the other decades and go back to the 70s. Every single reference has to be something to
2: the 70s. It, that's so true, DK. That's that's where that's where the majority of it started, I guess. How about
1: uh, like these poor dudes from Sticks who were in over the over the for this last game? Yeah. I'll bet you they can't if they were down here downtown and they're walking through Market Square or whatever, I'll bet they get mobbed. Like you put them in any other city, they
2: wouldn't even know who the hell they are. <laughs> Here's
1: oh my god, it's Tommy Shaw!
2: The, the hold up, you, you just made me thought of, think about Do you something. Know DK. The, the, I've heard you talk about fog hat. Is uh, it, okay if we're going to be honest? The two, so it's got to be three greatest eras at the steelers 70s, 05 to 08, and mid to mid 2010s. Is that what everybody only talks about? Yeah, it, it's it all. It's all it is too. And it's or like, or do you actually talk about the mid two thousand tens from two thousand ten to two thousand nineteen? Do you talk about that as much? I don't know. I mean,
1: says Brian says, where were those Lombardis from? What about the ones in two thousand five and two thousand nine? I mean, those also yeah, five happened. And
2: nine. Yeah, five and nine definitely happened though too. Yeah, it's just, but th- this isn't this isn't just steelers like we're just so stuck in
1: it this is half a century ago you
2: you know there was an initiative inside that building too and i got to give credit where it's done charlie batch is one of those guys it's one of those behind the scenes conversations charlie batch made it a point to tell the front office and people who are you know over the pr public relations like hey uh-huh. you guys always bring back these championship teams there was a lot of afc north winners there was a lot of guys that contributed in multiple different ways you got to start bringing back guys that played in those 80s that you're speaking of to do the the terrible tile wave DK he actually made it a point to bring that up so hopefully we will start to see more of that in those games because that's the thing about it we only talk about the 70s we only talk about those championship teams like at some point you can't bring back the guys from the 70s all the time because people pass away you do have two decades of history to your point that we do not celebrate. You're 100. No, correct that, that's about absolutely.
1: That. I mean, if you want to talk about, if you want to talk about whether it's the 80s or the 90s, and you bring wow. back like Lewis Lips was a legitimately a great dog. player. Okay, just a legitimately great player. Uh, Merrill Hodge, who's 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 now in a, a, a battle uh, with with his health. Merrill Hodge is a guy who's become very well known across the football world in the 80s. He did some amazing things at yeah. running back and in individual performances, you know? But man, oh, man, it's like none of those count. In the 90s, you had some defenses that were beyond belief. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Played okay? in the Super
1: Bowl, too. And should have been in even more.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Had there been a quarterback in the equation, they would have been treated and greeted the way you're talking about, Moan. Yep. Okay, they would have yep. been. They would have come back as conquering heroes. It's not.
2: It's not their fault that yeah. they're not. That's very true, and that that also is why guys deal with a bunch of stuff after because you're you're done, and then everybody's done with you unless you're all pro, Hall of Fame, or Super Bowl winner. That's so. Yeah, that that hits people sometimes, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: Levon Kirkland. I mean, quintessential middle linebacker you know, yeah, uh, just commanded the field. LeVon could do anything, including athletically. It was just – I, I, I I'd love to start talking about teams from the 80s and 90s. And I'm not saying, you know, you bury the 70s or whatever, but, man, it's the only thing we talk about. Everything. Kevin, everything Kevin Green 70s. and
2: his stint and, and with the Steelers also. He went into the Hall of Fame as a Pittsburgh Steeler. BK, well, he, went, I mean,
1: he went into the Hall of Fame because teams. he had Greg Lloyd. Well, I mean, well, <laughs> okay. that helps too, D.K. Okay. <laughs>
2: You know, <laughs> yes, yeah. indeed, man. Yeah, that, uh, 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 that's I'm, a I'm, big I'm, conversation right there.
1: Yeah, it it really is here. Uh let's uh let's 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 get back to the, the dialogue at hand. I just see Arnell Rod stuff, Woodson, I, man. Oh, that dropping man. some names. I mean Rod, I mean, tunch, rod alone come on, no wolf, Rod alone, you know, yeah. You're talking about one of the greatest corners Boy. in NFL history. Monty Dawson, but yet when we make a reference to great centers, who do we always go back to? Marquis. Well, no, oh, wow. I'm talking about Mike Webster. Yeah. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, everything
2: yeah. always has to be the '70s. That's that's very true. That's so true, DK. God, you got a bunch of nostalgia going on now in the comments. Willie Williams, I'm seeing that. Wow. I'm, I mean, Hancy. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna be biased here because this this was that was more my you know when when I was really interested in, in following the Steelers and everything. Those were the guys that I thought were the 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 kings of the universe,
2: especially
1: the defensive guys. Yeah. But I also remember like Eric Green, the big tight end was a freak. (laughs) Nobody had an Eric Green, you know, (laughs) Yeah, could do everything and catch and turn up field and everything. Yancey Figpen is another one, one of the most underrated Steelers wide receivers of all time. Wow! All right. All right. For real. That's now. some good
2: stuff, right? Yeah, there, it is. We, we, we Cordell's that. in that conversation. Wow. Absolutely. Mark Lancaster wants to know, hey, Moan, have you had a chance to see Jaden Daniels throw a deep ball? I could care less about a deep ball anymore. I can. I just, yeah. if you tell me, he has everybody a can arm, throw a deep ball. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just need mar- Pickett Can throw a deep ball.
2: That's what I'm saying. A strong, precise arm. I think that's all that matters in today's game. I've I, I, And the reason I say that is because uh, the starting quarterback for my college team, that's all we raved about this entire year. Joel Milton has a cannon of an arm. Boy, he's got a missile. And you know what? It didn't net to a whole lot. So strong arm. Most quarterbacks better be able to throw a deep ball nicely.
1: Roland, the tenant says, Hey, Moan, mm-hmm. how do we think the new GMO Archon is feeling right now? He and Mike Tomlin... Are they truly in sync on their views of staffing and the team as a whole?
2: Man, this is the same conversation that's happened here in Nashville. When teams lose, everybody always thinks there's a problem between the GM and and the head coach. Most times, it's not. GM always has the the silver bullet of being able to let go of the head coach. Most of the times, they're tied to their own success. If If Omar decides to fire Coach Tomlin, and Omar brings in a new guy, and that new guy is bad, well, Omar probably is getting fired. Like, they're lockstep, I think, more than people want to give credit to. We always got to think it's a scandal. I don't think it's necessarily that. I think they both want to be successful. I think they know they have to reevaluate either the staff, each other, and their process of what they're looking at to get back to what we know as Steelers football and culture. Omar's new with this. Think about where Kev was before Kev got to where you know he's a one name person, Kevin. Everybody knew Kev is Kevin Colbert, right? That's what we're saying. Omar is still new, even though he learned under Kev and their relationship on what they want this new age Stiller uh, team and era to look like. I-, I don't think there's any issues whatsoever.
1: Hodge says, Our quarterback three, our QB three, can throw a deep ball, but nothing else. Hang on a second. Can anybody actually name the current QB3? I can't. I'm not being facetious here. I don't know the dude's name.
2: You mean with Kenny not being in? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I ain't got a clue. Wow. Wow. I'll bet no one knows. And by the way, if you're Googling right now, stop. They're lying to themselves. so totally cheating. McSorley.
2: Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. I know him more as a college player. That's on me. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah. now I, I know from Penn State. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, me, oh my, DK. We're gonna have to be a whole lot better. Hopefully, we won't see him. But man, that's I a like, demerit for me.
1: Honey identifies him the way I do. Dude from Penn State. <laughs> yeah. He's 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 definitely a legend.
2: Hey, you become a legend when he start making plays on the field. We'll learn your name after the fact, right, DK? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's cold. That's bad, we're gonna be better though.
1: Yeah, McShear has three degrees from Penn State. What do you do with three degrees? Do you like walk That's into an interview? Tough. What do you do? That
2: what do you do with three degrees? Which which one of these do you need? Which one would impress you the most? We probably can hack into our server, DK. Let's not let's not go too far. No, nah, what if one <laughs> of them is
1: like aerospace engineering and whatever, and the other one is I don't know, philosophy?
2: Oh, he said he's a teacher. That makes sense. I get that. Oh, okay. You have to be extra yeah. smart. Well, no. The more degrees you get, the more you get paid in education. Trust me, my brother's doing it. Oh, I
1: didn't know that. Oh, heck I didn't yeah. know either of those things. I,
2: it'd be shocking if if McShire is actually in the classroom. I'm I'm not shocked with three degrees you're not in administration. Uh, da- that's what I would guess.
1: Danny Blaze says, "Hey, Moan. Who had the best and the worst visiting locker rooms in the NFL?"
2: Visiting locker rooms. Visiting locker rooms. um, Tampa is terrible. Green Bay is terrible with where they sit you up. Like you got to walk up some steep step with cleats on. You're forgetting the
1: most obvious
2: one. The most obvious one of them all. um, Oakland. Oakland.
1: Oakland is the worst at everything. Oakland
2: was the worst.
1: Within the AFC North, the one that I hear the most complaints about by far is Baltimore's. You can barely move in there.
2: Yeah, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a maze, <laughs> you,
1: right? You, they have you guys, the offensive line guys, oh sit and face this one wall. Yeah. By the, one thing that you need to know: this is uh, this is true of almost all sports. The only exception is baseball, where visiting teams get put into these strange settings where there's rooms that are divided Mm -hmm. and you face away from each other. And the thought process is that this is going to keep you from being together as a group. I've heard that. Okay. So like, for example, in Baltimore, I have seen, and I'm sure you've lived it, Moan where, when Mike Tomlin has something to say, or somebody has something to say, they actually bring you out of the locker areas and take you over to where that shower area shower is in the front, is. right? You did yep. that, right? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you go out to the shower so that you can actually talk as a group. And even then you're like looking over each other and looking People around the ass corner ass of steel. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. And that, that's how this stuff happens. That's also how incidents happen. Like a B in Foxborough with the Facebook live thing. And Facebook nobody, live. remember you told me at the time,
2: like, I didn't even know he was doing it. You know why? Because no he was around the corner. You had no idea. Like, team prayer and everything could be going on. You don't know what guys are doing. The best locker room was probably uh, Levi Stadium, uh, San Francisco. Oh, I mean, one, yeah, it just shot out of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Levi Stadium was freaking phenomenal, man. God but they Lee. still do it even
1: in the new places. Las yeah. Vegas, uh, where the where the Raiders are now, at, at Allegiant Stadium, Moan. Yeah. They carved it up into this weird, like, wow, maze. Crazy. Same thing. They think they're they, they think they're think doing something clever, you
2: know? Yeah, make, they're just trying to make your job hard. That's crazy. That's wild. You
1: know? Evan has a question. He says, hey, Moan, the fear factor used to come from the defense. With the rule changes, how much has that shifted to the offense being feared, which is why the offensive coaches are having more success than defensive? Uh, do you think that that's true, that you look you look at an
2: opponent and say, man, they're – that, those guys are the ones we're worried about the offense I, I think the regular season yes i think when you hit postseason defenses always reign supreme because it's such a chess match of trying not to give up points that coaches will pull out all stops defensively I, it is a very offensive league it is now from the first week to week 18 when the playoffs hit Totally different mindset. That's where I am with that, and that's all I've ever seen. You will see more points being put up because there's more rules slanted for the offense, too. So unless you're Jalen Warren and you get docked for blocking people. I mean, other than that, yeah, we're good.
1: They're still doing that, by the way. Not to Warren, but they're doing it to other running backs. They're just determined to eliminate that from the game. Weird. Even if even if they just keep doing fines and then rescinding the fines, you know what well, I'm
2: saying? They, they, well, what happens when they start cutting people rushing up the middle? That's gonna make it even worse, right there, DK. Oh yeah, Richard missed the beginning of the show. We did we did yeah. a hump day right off the bat.
1: Yes, How many hump did. days do you
2: want? Only you only get one, DK. It's, I mean, yeah. it's in the middle of the week. It's hump day. That's exactly yeah. what it is. You start killing the vibe if you do it throughout yeah. the show. People get used to it, and it's not doesn't have that same pop. DK, come on, Rich.
1: Yeah, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Bolansky, listen to the tense that he uses here. Hey, Moan. When the Steelers and Mike Tomlin do part ways, can you see the Steelers going with an offensive head coach? Uh, three coaches over six decades, all focused on defense. Meaning, of course, Chuck Noll,
2: Bill Cowher, and Tomlin man, that's tough because hard to Tennessee, picture huh <laughs> It is hard to picture Tennessee tells me that they're they're supposed to pick defense, but today's football game and era tells me you you keep your head coach longer if you get an offensive guy. Well, I ain't gonna say you keep them longer but if you get a really good offensive coordinator, they get hired from you. And their head coaches. But here's the issue too, DK. Unless you are a guy that's very innovative and hit on the right players and have the right amount of health, like there have been some offensive coaches get canned and get canned quick also because the magic runs out. So I see less the sustainability sometimes with offensive head coaches, but you can have great amount of sets in short windows though. Like that's the issue that you run into. The quarterback has to be right. The personnel has to be right, the coaches, for people who are offensive-minded head coaches. That's my only contingency to that. You have more security if you have a dog of a, a head coach as a defensive coach because nobody's going to come for them. And then, of course, the defense always carries for the most part.
1: Eric Shulo says, hey, Moan, if the Steelers win some of these last four games. Will Mike Tomlin be good again and the Steelers way return to the locker room? I'm not sure what the bar is here, Moan. Is it just get into the playoffs? If he gets into the playoffs, then he will have overcome adversity, uh, smiled in the face of adversity, and and
2: and succeeded. Will that be seen as a success? I'll say this. That's always the goal anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it, it's a lot of adversity he's dealing with anyway, considering the quarterback situation. It's been a you know, musical chairs with the quarterback situation, offensive line fired the offense. I mean, offensive coordinator. There's a lot of stuff that goes in it that slanted against Coach, against Coach T. Let's just be honest about that. So if they do make it into the playoffs, you just kind of tip your hat and move on and say, hey, let's do more or win a game. We said that at the beginning of this year, right, DK? Let's mm-hmm. get to the second round. Like, making the playoffs, they're on the right pathway to that. It's a matter of what they do in the playoffs and how they look like you make it to the playoffs and you get beat 28 to three. What did you actually accomplish other than Mm -hmm. an extra playoff check? I don't want to minimize it, but what did you actually accomplish?
1: Eddie says, Hey, Moan, with the talent of TJ Watt, him being a dog (laughs) at his position, do you think that, he would be wanting to leave Pittsburgh knowing that this team is not going to win a Super Bowl. I'm trying to get under the hat.
2: Here's the thing too. TJ's a
1: stealer. We got to stop that. I I, read, I keep reading that. It's, it's really, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't one Go of ahead. those sports where I'm, I, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of me, me, me in sports. Now TJ's a stealer. He is just a stealer. TJ wants to be on that wall. the hall of honor. He wants to be one of those guys that comes back to the games. He loves the crowd. There's nobody who I'm sorry, Mona. I I don't mean, no, go ahead. You're, you're 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 hitting
2: everything I'm saying.
1: You're his teammate. And I'll let you, but I just, from my own experiences with this guy, he will pull me aside. Okay. And I'm, this is where my, my being, nobody is valuable to this conversation because I am nobody in there, but he, he'll pull me aside and he'll say, man, did you see that crowd? Did you see the way they reacted to this or that or there, and we're not on the record? He's not saying, you know, hey, put me on TV so everyone will like me saying this. Okay. He's just that into the Steelers and just that into Pittsburgh. Go ahead, Moan. No, that's that's all it is, CK. And he's well, signed for life too. It, so
2: it ain't many players that come into that locker room, whether we're winning or losing, and we usually win. I mean, hell, look at this at this team now. They're still winning long as you win some, like, nobody's really trying to force themselves out. I will say this. It's kind of cultish inside that locker room. Everybody thinks we have a chance to win a Super Bowl every single year, and that's one thing I do want to say. It's not like that group wants to lose. It's not like that group is saying, hey, let's just can this thing when it comes down to how we 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 play as players. Like, guys get up for games. Guys want to appease you guys, the crowd. Guys want to win. Like, can you imagine bringing the seventh – lombardi to pittsburgh like that was our goal like i had dreams of doing that i had the it, in my mind of doing that like tj will never see free agency he's gonna get an extension like if he does get moved out i think he outlasts coach tomlin or the next coach you know what i'm saying like that's tj like cam if if anybody looking should be look, looking to leave cam you you bring no that chance. up about tj no like, chance Ask that question, do you see Cam Hayward going somewhere else? is probably no. No. I think no. it's TJ because TJ's hot and Ooh, we don't want to waste his talents. How many guys has come through that building, DK, and have just been Steelers and not go nowhere else and not yeah. win the Super Bowl?
1: The other thing is, and, and, and I think especially in Pittsburgh, there's this sense that Whenever, whenever things go south, that you have to go through this great big Pirates style rebuild. Well, the NFL is a salary cap league. You can rebuild in a raging hurry. You can go mm-hmm. from two and four, two and, well, I got to do the 17 game schedule now, three and 14 to 14 and three in a heartbeat.
2: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's a matter of the right players. Again, I think mm-hmm. that defensively, you know the spots that there's issues at.
1: CT says, "Hey Moan, what was your favorite moment while playing for the Steelers? One moment, not a game, not an outcome, not a yeah. This was the
2: big win for us, or a I got moment. It. Go ahead. My first time walking on the NFL field. Period. Really? In Where the was that? Steelers uniform. Washington.
1: Washington. That preseason.
2: That, that place. Pre- my moment." Preseason, all my hopes and dreams were on was was on my play. I walked out there to line up, and I legitimately pinched myself. You've never told me this. This is cool. Legitimately pinched myself because I was like, I made it to the Here NFL. Here I am. This that place, moment this is right. An
1: there. NFL stadium, FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. Uh, I made uh, it.
2: Yes. Didn't matter where it was. It was the first game for me, and I pinched myself because I'm about to get Preseason. some NFL reps. Wow. My other one was my, she was my girlfriend and now my wife. Whenever they came up for the first game and me just being in a position. Yeah. In Pittsburgh, me being in a position, just fly them up for a game, go out to eat. I think we might've went to Texas roll house or cheesecake or something cheesy like that afterwards. Like it was cool. Those moments right there, seeing my son who we just had the year before be at the game with her like those two moments right there were by far the coolest so you that's that's what you got me wow yeah yeah yeah. i was those are my moments right there it's only a kick a jump
1: a block it's only a serve it's only a
0: tackle a run it's only for the fans
2: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
0: Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again.
2: When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for
0: Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking.
2: You got Joel, on me, Joel Schmidt. Is
1: <laughs> yeah, because that's just that's just great stuff. Joel Schmidt asks me in turn, "What was my favorite moment in in covering the Steelers?" Uh, I mean, we we as reporters, we view these things very differently uh, than some than than some others might.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, I'm not going to be focused on a win or whatever else here. Uh, the 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 moment that I'll always describe is. There was a game that the Steelers played in Charlotte. This was several years ago. And, man, they they just ate. You guys did, okay? Yeah. You, everybody did, offensively, defensively. And there were no answers from the Panthers. And Brett Kiesel and I had a, had a conversation at his stall where he was attempting to explain to me what it means to be a Steeler, and there's just three of us left in the entire room. It's me, Kiesel, and Troy wow. Polamalu. And Troy hears what we're talking about, and Troy comes over and joins in. And I'll leave it there. Wow! I, I, I never, I, I never had anyone take that kind of time and invest that kind of emotion. In explaining to, I'm going to say this again, nobody, mm-hmm. because I am nobody in that room, to explain to me from the heart what it meant to be a Steeler and why they just did what they did on the football field, all while understanding that they were about to have an angry head coach come sticking their head in the door going, <laughs> hey, yo, 9943, let's go, bus, and we're not waiting for you. You can hear this, right? Yeah, I can hear that. <laughs> Knowing he was going to wait for him, <laughs> and he and he and he yells out your numbers, even if you're Troy Palomalo. nine nine forty three. Let's go. <laughs> you, that you is wanna... that is something. So you, know? you
2: had a sit down with two legends, is what you're saying, and they just explain that to you. It.
1: it, it yeah. Yeah. And I, I I have I feel like as a result of that conversation a foundation for understanding what it is that that you guys have have long attempted to stand for. So when I see the opposite, you know, or something that's nowhere near enough, I feel like I can better recognize it and be able to explain to my viewers or listeners or readers why that is, as opposed to just repeating of the mantra, the Steelers Way. It doesn't mean a damn thing. Unless somebody tells you what it is in actual practice. Yeah. And why Troy was up there trembling on that stage at the Hall of Fame when he when he gave that line that said you could have played with us? Yeah, highest yeah. compliment. Okay, you were doing a little bit of that too after yeah. the when you were talking about the offensive line. Who were yeah. the guys? You know, this just this past preseason. Who who oh. were the guys that
2: you know who could have played with us? Could have played, no doubt. Uh, so, John, you, you bring that up so you think that's no longer there. I've seen a few times people saying, well, is this group too young? I do think youth and experience does matter. That Those dudes you mentioned, DK, both of them, Troy and Kiesel, had spent a good bit of time, like, earning it. Right, DK? Oh, like, yeah. The, like, Kiesel sat for how many, four or five oh, years? He, he sat. He before was, he was, became he was, a guy.
1: Yeah, he was Vrabel before Vrabel was here. Yeah, Brable, Mike Vrabel did that here too. People forget that he was even in, in Pittsburgh.
2: Rabel, yeah.
1: Vrabel was a special teams guy and labeled as such.
2: And, and, and Keisel was too. And mm-hmm. Troy played special teams also. And 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 Lamar Woodley played a special team. Uh James Harrison was a special teamer. Like the they're young. There's not a lot of those guys inside that build and steal that can just sit them down, especially on the offensive side of things. Like we still had dudes that was from that era, DK, right? Mm -hmm. Offensively, that could Hans was there. Okay, like there was those dudes around that could tell you this is how we're going to operate moving forward. And I think youth has something to do with it. I ain't going to excuse it, but it plays a part.
1: Yeah, and there's always going to be a generational gap. That the the players from one team are going to see something that with the next team that they don't like it. There's the whole being a stealer thing or whatever has always going to morph because time passes, cultures change, attitudes change, things that a millennial thinks are okay. The generation before that wouldn't have thought was okay, but there still has to be that same sense of selflessness and of collective spirit. And anytime somebody says something generalized, like, well, do you think that that's still there in the room right now? All I say is tell me that Cam Hayward doesn't have it. Tell me that TJ Watt doesn't have it. And if you want to get younger, tell me that Minka Fitzpatrick didn't walk into your locker room, yeah, Moan, in Santa Clara, California, for his first yeah. game in the middle of a season and
2: be an instant stealer. Yeah, he that was day against the 49ers. Am I right? He, he was. And and just to follow it up and we'll move to another side of this conversation though, too, is and sometimes it's this though, too. If if there is a big change, a turnover, too, you can't tell that new group how to run their locker room, though, too. Mm -mm. You've lost your license the moment you're out of there, with all due respect. Yep, yep.
1: Mean mean Joe Green can walk into that locker room. It's not his room.
2: You're going to listen to him, but that ain't his group no more when it comes down to how they run their locker room because you're not practicing with me. You're not out there on the game field. I respect the hell out of you, sir. I do but this is ours now. Now getting to that point to what you want it to look like, you can craft it and mold it, but that's player to player and coach to player and just a message, right DK? Because they can be mm-hmm. a different group. Mm-hmm. Okay. And still win. They can be a different group and win big offensively in the defense, give up 21 points a game or 24 points a game. Like it's a matter of what the whole presentation is going to look like at the end and, that's what I think we're missing a beat on. The presentation looks bad, DK.
1: We're going to take a couple more today. Bark Z says, hey, Moan, how, how do you get the wide receivers to buy in and act like professionals? Give them the ball.
2: but But
1: that's just kind of conceding, right?
2: That's just it, saying, you know what? We lost. Here, you win. You get the ball. It's hard to give somebody something when they're not incentivized. To be fair, and just to be very transparent about how professionals work, specifically that wide receiver position. If you're a guy that know you want to come into the league to be that dude as far as a pass catcher, and you're not, guys, the quarterback play hadn't been great. They have also missed some balls themselves. That is, to me, DK, we're going to stop. I'm going to stop beating around it. How do you get the wide receivers to buy in? Give them eight balls a game, 12 balls a game. Come out of it with 100 yards a game between Deontay and George Pickens. I don't really blame. I do blame George. I think it's kind of childish at times. But seeing from what he was expecting out of this offense and for his career, I think most people would be a little ticked off, too.
1: Clarence says uh, he, he asked me here. Hey, DK, who have you interviewed that you knew they were going to be that guy? The list is actually the the, the <laughs> list the list is actually kind of long. Okay, yeah. um, th- because with especially with the draft, the the, the humans who come out of that—not just the players, but the humans who come out of that—have just spent a year of their lives. Whether you get drafted or not just preparing themselves to say exactly the right thing in every single setting. There can't be, moan any period of your life that compares to that, right? Yeah. Your your senior year and everything. You had to do everything right, eat every leaf of every salad, (laughs) the whole meal.
2: No, all the sleep, all the water you can possibly get, everything, like nothing prepares you for that moment other than an entire year of preparation. You but know.
1: I'm going I'm to give you. I'm going to give you a couple of examples that are going to be much like like below the surface. Okay, not like not big names or whatever. All three of the inside linebackers who started this season for the Steelers, I knew right away they could have I, it. And Landon Roberts, Cole Holcomb, and Quan Alexander, I knew they were here to eat. Okay, yeah. to use to use one of the football. Jargon terms, right? Yeah. It, they were here. They were not, they weren't messing around, uh, and not just in terms of what they were doing to people, their teammates in yeah. some cases out in Latrobe. Okay. They didn't care. They had a name to make for themselves and for their room, and they were going to establish it in Latrobe, and they did. The fact that two of them have gone down for the season is something not nearly enough people are talking about. Not no. to mention a Landon playing on a bum groin and, and balling out. The other night against the Patriots. Former Uh, team. But I'll also throw in another one. Because he's brought it up himself. Is Nick Herbig. Nick. Now, we don't know what we're going to get out of, you know, T.J. Watt or Alex Highsmith Saturday in Indianapolis. But Stella Fierce points out here. Nick Herbig said he was born to be a stealer. Okay. He said that after the draft. And he said it out in Latrobe, uh, and he—he he is the reason. I think I remember actually on this show I shared a video with everybody after he got his first sack out there, yeah. and I'm, I'm video interviewing him, and the rest of these guys wouldn't leave us alone. Like Highsmith comes in and he's yeah, I on remember. remember and that. TJ yep, jumps in and that. said something. Yeah, okay, Because they love him because they believe in him because they know that he's one. He's part of this. Wow. So don't ever paint with some big, broad brush to borrow another Tomlinism and say, you know, ah, they don't believe in this. They're not this and that just because you don't like something from Deontay Johnson a couple of weeks ago or George Pickens. Uh, there's a lot of it still in there.
2: That's fair, man. That, I, I, that is a very, very fair and valid point. DK, don't categorize everybody. I I like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, because there's there's. There's still a lot of it there. You pointed out in the show earlier, Moan, for all the crap that this season has brought, still has seven wins. How? I
2: know. I know, know, DK. Because it's there, you just need more of it. I'll never forget um, my senior year. This is one of those preparation moments for the draft, right, DK? Mm -hmm. And it was the Steelers that asked me this question. It's probably one of the hardest questions. I've said it before on here. Should have asked Kev why they asked me that doggone question. Um, but as far as, like, the guys in the room, wins and losses, culture, right? Uh, coach Tomlin, Kev, Mr. Rooney was in there, coordinators asked me, how the hell you get your head coach fired? Threw me off. I was expecting football questions. I, and they do that strategically. to throw you off. And I had no prepared answer. You know what my answer was? Mm. It was more of them than it was of us. It was a very young group um it had didn't have a whole lot of older guys on it that had the voice of the locker room all the dudes we play with the culture had changed like that's a very valid point like and it might say well you're copying now you're supposed to make people do what you want to not when if it's 13 people on offense going out the night before or you know doing something crazier that they're not supposed to and there's only 5 of y'all you can't win that battle the same thing you can't tell us how to do our team now. This culture has shifted. Some of that does go on in locker rooms at times. Wow. What a show. It is. It was a good reset show.
1: That's how it felt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's take one more today because I I actually want this answer from you myself. Mark Lancaster asks, hey, Moan, does it even matter who's playing quarterback with the way Mason Cole is giving up pressures up the middle? Uh, Dan Moore's been giving up some, too. Yes. But does it matter who's playing quarterback if, if this line is going to keep leaking?
2: Uh, not a whole lot should change for Mason. Um As far as Mason Cole, as far as him playing center or de- whoever the quarterback is, y'all, this is essentially just execution. It is. I don't know what Mason Cole has going on as far as whether he's just been pegged as a, you know, we're going to pressure him because defensively teams will – Set you up. He's our guy we're going after. Maybe they saw something on tape and Mason hadn't been able to stop it since. That's a him problem. The quarterback should not matter whatsoever. The pressure been given up is on him. And here's the thing, though, too, when it comes down to pressure, you also have to say, well, how many of them are leading to sacks? Um, if he's getting the quarterback off his spot, um, then that's something that has to be addressed. But here's the thing, though, too. I felt like a couple of sacks that were in the uh, Arizona game and Patriots game Mm-hmm. You, you, you had Mitch step into a couple of them too. So the quarterback has to help himself in those moments. It it doesn't matter. I'm tired of making excuses for any of them. They just gotta go play ball. Like I told you before, when you have a whole lot of doubt in your game, you just gotta go punch somebody in the mouth sometimes. And you can do that legally in football. Guys, we might or might not come
1: back after this little outro. What do you think, Mon? What do you want to do, DK? We done? We'll find out. We'll find out.
2: Yeah, Reset Show. That sounds about right. The Reset Show. I see two good comments. I'm glad we came back. CT said this, though, too. This is how you get through rough times. Remember what made you a fan of the team? Great show. We'll appreciate that because that's what today was. I feel like it was cool. We ain't do nothing rah rah or anything like that. Um, CT, that's about as spot on as you can get. And from a player perspective, Marvin, senior, what up, baby? Is this too? There he is. Where's he been? He's been around. He's been around. All right. Um, but he said, Isn't it a mindset moan from the players that want to be physical, be nasty, and want to be smashed It is a mindset. Um, but it also, when you're trying to figure out how to execute, how to win, how to consistently win, how to have a streak of good plays. It kind of clouds that because if I go punching people in the mouth every single play and getting overly aggressive, I'm just going to get beat more. So right. it's a fine line. Uh, but you're right. You do have to do those little small things. That's one of the most cliche things ever. Do the small things right. It does matter.
1: Our final word today comes from Jesse with a generous contribution. He says, this is my contribution for the Tornado Fund. I came in late yesterday. Uh, we're going to say it one more time. Thank you to everybody, uh, to Jesse and to everybody. We had contributions that were large and small, all of which come come together as one very significant contribution from it's this community day. to Ramones. Um, and we'll keep you up to date with anything new that we find out about that or how it's put to use or however that stuff works. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, no, I'm happy to have had a nice, nice little reset here. This was, this was good because I think we have to we have to get to the point where we understand that there are still four games to play, and they're a game over 500 and sitting in a playoff spot. I
2: know that's crazy. That has to matter. Michael Pittman Jr. He nice from the Colts. He nice. Joey Porter Jr. got his hands filled this week. We can talk more about that. We um, will tomorrow.
1: Yeah, we got a, we got a couple couple days to really build up. Uh, the game itself in Indianapolis, I'll be heading out to Indy on uh, Friday night, actually staying in Dayton, Ohio to cover no, that. Oh,
2: yeah. It's, it's
1: kind of, you know, I, I pick these like two-thirds spots when I'm doing the driving trips. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I stay yeah. there, then I go do the game from Dayton to Indianapolis and come back after the game and do my writing in Dayton. Okay. So you never that's, do like
2: one long stretch of driving that way. That's actually pretty smart right there, DK.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm smart.
2: See, now it's time to end the show.
1: Dogs are smart.
2: Dolly's a smart one. No, you, no, you, no, no, no. You heard,
1: this, you heard <laughs> the snickering in the background.
2: I saw. <laughs> <laughs> you could have put the clown face on him, Dolly. <laughs> oh, Oh. <wow. Aww. laughs> <laughs> what the heck? We should be better than this, Dolly.
1: No, she does not have to be better than this. Let's do it again tomorrow,
2: everybody. Tomorrow we'll be here, good people. All right, Peace bye-bye. Days.
1: Bye-bye. There it was.